Logan Paul is not only a bad example for America, he's the reason this generation is ruining the world. Oh, yeah? Well, I think we live in a modern society where cameras are everywhere and we should get used to this sort of thing. Yeah? Well, if you think Logan Paul was okay in what he did in Japan, then unfriend me! Oh, man, I can't even tell you how much I missed hearing that for the last few weeks. That is something else, man. Uh, welcome back to Unfriend Me. This is Unfriend Me with Scott Johnson and Justin Robert Young, recently returned from Japan yes. uh, himself. In fact, all this went down while you were in Japan. I was nervous to check the news to make sure it didn't say, uh, also, Oakland man and wife were caught, uh, you know, like some part of this. But no, you were just a, a, a foreigner in a foreign land. Trying to make your way. Yeah. How'd that go? How was your trip? Oh, the trip was amazing. Japan's uh, uh, just a a, a, a fantastic country and uh, so, so great. Uh, So different, but but so similar. Uh, You know, the language barrier wasn't as bad as I was uh, uh, fearing it was going to be. And uh, we just had we had a great time, you know, had had, had a blast, Uh, even though this was certainly something that was kind of hanging over uh, uh, the trip because. It did make national news out there in in Japan, and uh, it was it was an issue. Did you ever? Because I know one of the goals you guys had, and I, and from what I could tell, you reached a lot of it was to do a lot of Instagram stories and and streaming and kind of you know documenting your trip as one might do as someone who puts this stuff out on the internet. Did you ever in the in the wake of this? stuff feel like oh no i should probably not have this camera on in this place because i don't know they're all feeling a little sensitive now because of logan paul and his bullshit no i i i got the sense i mean it's hard because it it really illustrated how much we're all in our own media bubbles because they you know i'm not reading japanese newspapers and i'm not on japanese websites like even like every website that i went to were the same websites that i always go to because you know the internet affords us that ability uh, so I knew that there was an outrage in my social circles and then talking to other Japanese people, they were like saying, yeah, no, it is a thing, but I don't know whether or not there was ever a moment where I was just like, oh, uh, I need to change my, my behavior because of it, because this is such a pervasive thing that everyone's on the lookout for Americans and cameras. Right. Well, that's good to know. I, you know, I, I wondered if there was any kind of, or at least, you know, like if I'd have been there, would I have felt a weird sense of, oh, I shouldn't take a camera out and do a selfie here or, you know, I, I don't know. I didn't know. I, I wasn't sure how much of a noise it made. Well, in fact, no, I think I think so much of it was just tied to the, the, the context of it. We're going to get into all of that. Yeah, we'll first, let's that, yeah. let's take a real quick visit into our episode that we did the last time we were all together. And that was about the last Jedi. Oh, yeah. uh, we have a few uh, pieces of feedback here. Uh, Daniel wrote. TLDR, Last Jedi, ripped off Empire, and then Jedi. It was bad because it was taking the same story and regurgitating. Uh, folks, we've come to the end of Last Jedi discussions. Uh, if it is simultaneously too weird and not Star Wars, but yet bad <laughs> because it was too much Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, uh, that, well, whatever. I mean, I also, I, I don't know if you noticed this, and maybe... I don't know. I, I wouldn't even attribute it to you being out of town. There was a distinct drop off 
of freak out. Like the freak out really burned hard and fast and then seemed to disappear pretty quickly. And up to this, well, I mean, I don't know how many weird freaking sign this and have uh, Disney forever change Star Wars back to the way I liked it. Surveys going around or whatever, but it feels like this has died way, 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 way down. Um, the attention span was not long on this one, it turns out, in my opinion. Yeah, although the movie itself, you know, has, uh, 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 turns out, had a, had a much shorter shelf life than uh, The Force Awakens did. So uh, part of it's that. I, I, I think in hindsight, this movie will be looked at very kindly. I do, but too. It's going to have, it's going to have, uh, it's going to do what, what Empire did. We went back and looked at those old Empire reviews, and they were terrible. People had all kinds of problems with it. <laughs> Some of the same problems they seem to have with this, and it aged a whole lot better as a result. And so, yeah, I, I, I kind of agree with you. Yeah. Uh, uh, all right. I'm just letting everybody know there is one email here that is uh, kind of spoiler, but we're not going to read it. So uh, if you are worried about spoilers, then don't worry about spoilers, uh, except for the fact that uh, uh, there is one about casting, but it has nothing to do with the characters. Right. Uh, so, uh, Scott, why don't you read the next email? All right. The next email comes from Andrew. I was hoping I'd get this one. He says, Scrooged. A little late, but it holds up. No, it doesn't. You, you asked people to rewatch Scrooge and to tell you whether or not it holds up. This man took you up on that challenge and said it holds up. And he's wrong. What say you now, Johnson? He's wrong. He's wrong. Uh, give me some kind of definitive proof that Scrooge holds up. It doesn't. Like, I can't help it if this guy has poor taste. <laughs> oh, wow. All right. And here we are attacking the character. The character of the witness. Very classic. Uh, no, look. Let me put a nail in this whole Scrooge thing. I'm glad people like it. I'm glad that it's a movie that they enjoy for the holidays. And if it's the one you grew up with or for whatever reason you find it great or holding up or any of those those tropey things we say about movies, I'm saying hats off to you and all the power to you. I just don't think it's good but i want it to be clear that it's me saying this it's my opinion i do not ascribe this to anyone else it's me yeah so there you go but Scrooge. he also wants to let you know andrew that you're wrong so <laughs> yeah don't don't forget that he's taking a personal attack at you sure uh bray dunn uh wrote about the last jedi casting i've been telling all my friends that my one main problem with the new movie was casting while I am only 22, from what I understand, the Star Wars saga has always casted newer or lesser known actors in the roles, with the exception of maybe Alec Guinness and Billy Dee Williams. But with their choice of Laura Dern and to a lesser extent, Benicio Del Toro, they completely took me out of the fantasy of the universe. I hope I never have to say uh, again during a Star Wars movie, hey, is that Laura Dern? <laughs> Overall, I really like the movie. But that just really took me out of it. I love the show, and as a very middle-of-the-road person, I will never unfriend either of you. Oh, it's super nice of him to say that. But I'm going to take some issue here. There were people who saw Guns of Navarone or uh, The Bridge of whatever, some old war movie, and knew of the work of Alec Guinness in a way that was the same for what he's talking about. To him, Lord... Well, he, no, he, he, he is saying that Alec Guinness and Billy Dee Williams would be the exceptions to that rule, that they, they had more of a career. I mean, certainly Harrison Ford was in American Graffiti, and that's mm -hmm. something that, that uh, you know, was a popular movie before uh, Star Wars came out. But I take your point. What I want to focus on is the fact that Brayden, bless you, Brayden, uh, for being such a cinephile at the tender young age of 22 that you are so well-versed in Laura Dern's work that she's 
uh, uh, just uh, so iconic for you that she's popping off the screen. Yeah. Like, uh, how many Laura Dern movies has Braden watched that he's just like, oh, shit, Laura's in this? Probably, nice. probably Jurassic Park and maybe Jurassic Park 3. Like, those, that's probably his exposure to her. I shouldn't say that. Maybe he's seen Big Little Lies. Maybe he's seen a hundred other things that she's great in or seen her dad and stuff or who knows. But but I'm telling you, when I was an eight-year-old kid, seven, whatever I was, and I went to see Star Wars in the theater for the first time, I didn't know who Alec Guinness was. I had no idea. And when the second movie rolled around, I didn't know who Billy Dee Williams was. I'm just a kid. Yeah. I don't know any of those things. So he grew up at a time when the prequels would have been his kid movies, and he didn't recognize uh, Natalie Portman for who she was, I'm sure. Uh, probably didn't recognize Ewan McGregor and go, oh, yeah, that's the guy who dived in after a heroin bag in the toilet there in the that one movie that Danny Boyle made. Like, you're just seeing these as these new, fresh characters. In a lot of ways, I, I, I envy those who really like Rogue One, me included. I know you don't. That's why I say this. But, yeah. I, but I envy us because what we got was a bunch of no-namers, generally speaking, a bunch of characters or a bunch of actors that we don't really know from other things. And so you got to have that experience of not being interrupted by, oh, there's that person in 30 things I've seen before. So I totally get what he's talking about. But the audience that these are primarily geared for, and it's hard to say what that is now in 2018, but these Star Wars movies are aimed at the imaginations of young people that will go on to be old people that will still love this stuff. And they don't know who Laura Dern is and they don't care. Well, I think also we live in a far different society than uh you know, even the prequels, right? You know, the the idea of uh, of that film society now lives so and is catered to so massively online, and that we have celebrations of character actors or or good actors that existed in movies twenty years ago was just not the world that existed in the seventies, let alone even the nineties and and the early two thousands. Like that was really the dawning. The prequels were the dawning of the movie blog. In, in, in a lot of ways. And now it's we have our pick of, of a billion different movie blogs and movie Twitters and Tumblr's celebrating the work of, of, of Laura Dern. Right. Yeah. I, I think there's just more and more going to be people that we know just because the idea of, of, of being a cinephile has never been easier and there's never been more people to connect. Yeah. With. And, the, and the harder it's thing to do, the harder thing to do is on the other side of this, which is not have these people become typecasted because they were in Star Wars. And we're, and we're already seeing some who can branch out. Uh, Finn seems to be doing a pretty good job. John Boyega seems to be doing a pretty good job of getting some roles that, that yeah. don't make you go, oh, he's just Finn. Um, but the early Star Wars cast, uh, mostly Mark Hamill and uh, Carrie Fisher, had a hard time. They got typecast. Like Star Trek characters, they got typecast. But like Patrick Stewart from Star Trek, uh, Harrison Ford didn't have to experience that because... He got some cool new variety. He got some iconic stuff outside of it. And he became a Harrison Ford, who also was Han Solo, not Han Solo trying to be everything else. So yeah. what I hope for for all of these people is they don't get stuck. I don't want to see Ray and Finn and um, any of these characters, Poe. I don't want to see them trapped by this. The thing that's nice about Poe and the actor who plays him is that he's a weirdly kind of a master of disguise. Like when I saw him in... Uh, Deus Ex Machina. Yeah. Or was that what it was called? Ex Machina. Ex Machina. Not the whole word, yeah. Uh, he's un unrecognizable. As, he doesn't look like Poe Dameron in that. Like, not even close. Yeah. So, these guys are fine. We live in a time where it's, I think, easier to do this and it's less 
uh, hard to get typecast in that way, but still you have to worry a little bit. You don't want, you know, and the next time you see Ray, you don't want to go, Oh, it's just like taking me out of this movie. It's just like Ray from star Wars. Where's your force powers? Blah. Cause that's what we yeah. used to do with Mark Hamill. Uh, God love him. We all love him now, but there was a long stretch dude where that guy had to basically give it all up and focus on voice work and be, you know, the Joker for the rest of his life because yeah, we didn't let him do anything else. So anyway, there's that. Yeah. Well, you know, you, you could always, uh, uh, do what the X-Men movie did with Oscar Isaac and just put him in a sarcophagus painted like Barney the Dinosaur uh, for, for X-Men Apocalypse. There you go. Be like, oh, yeah, he's one of the greatest American actors. Let's have him speak non-English for half the movie in this <laughs> gigantic walking contraption. That movie was poop. Woo! poop. Woo! Big poopy stinker. Woo! And I'm willing to say that one's objectively bad, not just Scrooge bad. Like that's a bad. Oh, that one stinks. Yeah, that one's just a bad movie. Yeah. It is just a very, very, very bad movie. And come at us if you disagree, but that's oh, not yeah. what's important today. What's important today is jackasses on the internet, or specifically, not Aaron Paul. I keep saying that by accident. Not actor Aaron Paul, who, by the way, was very quick on social media to jump out and jump all over. Oh my God, <laughs> this guy, <laughs> dude. Um, yeah, that the was King of Space was not having it. Yeah, Logan Paul. Uh, okay, so can can I before you give me the origin story, can I tell you how I even know who this is? Go ahead. No idea he was doing YouTube stuff. Don't follow him on there. Had no idea until this controversy. So the fact that he had five million YouTube followers was unbeknownst to me. There are sure a lot of people on YouTube now with five million YouTube followers. So it's it's not like it's yeah. a unique thing anymore. Where I knew of this person, uh, I'll probably just call him a kid. He's twenty. He's my daughter's age. Um was from the Vine years. So when Vine yeah. was in its heyday, 2013, 2014, uh, I would once in a while see this blonde, wacky-haired, very buff kid on there doing jokey stuff. And I thought, oh, there's somebody. There's there's someone that's probably gaining in popularity. And sure enough, they he became one of the Vinerati, one of the, the biggest, most followed Vine people. And that was the beginning and the end of it for me. And I didn't know where he or most of those people went after Vine was shut down. Apparently, it was YouTube. And apparently a certain brand of of uh, tomfoolery. So that's all I know about the guy. I am relying on Justin Robert Young and his crack team of researchers to tell me more about Logan Paul. Trademark hour of Googling. Uh, the <laughs> origin story for uh, uh, Logan Paul uh, is that he was born on April 1st, 1995 in Westlake, Ohio. Uh, that is a suburb of Cleveland. He attended Westlake High School. By the time he was ready to attend college, his YouTube channel had attained a modest following. He went to Ohio University before dropping out in 2014 to pursue a career in social media as a Vine star. So he starts doing Vines in college and then moves out to an apartment complex in L.A. with other Vine stars. So part of the reason why you found him on Vine was because the top, I believe, eight Vine stars all lived in the same apartment building. Yeah, And not only would they all do vines together they would all share each other's vines creating this permanent upper class of vine viewership because as the the platform grew and they were the top people on it they ensured that they would all always be the top people on it by continually resharing each other's stuff uh, as they lived next door yeah people hated that by the way as somebody who for a while there followed vine pretty closely i liked the platform I think it devolved into, well, actually, I think part of this is the problem, but uh, 
others that were considered sort of intermediate or, uh, uh, you know, middle to upper crust sort of vine folks. And then everybody sort of under that really resented the fact that they were had this cooperative. People really, that really bugged a lot of people that would otherwise just like to make cool creative things and not try to, you know, uh, basically apprehend the system and make it their own. A lot of people were mad about that. And he was part of that. And that's fine. I totally get it. I mean, it's no different really than uh, maybe it's a, it's a much more focused version of me saying, hey, while I'm not on the air, I'm hosting Justin Robert Young's Twitch channel. And oh, by the way, you're all on. I'm on a show with Tom and uh, Brushwood and I get to mention the morning stream while I'm there. And, you know, I get yeah. I get that that's that exists and that that's a OK thing. I'm just saying there was a lot of resentment from the Vine community, and there are some who believe that the whole thing crapped out because of that, of that action. I think you you could make that argument that that uh, possibly they stunted other organic growth, but even then, I would say that's that's the platform's job to make sure that other organic growth is is uh, allowed to happen. Uh, I, I say what what they did is what we do. The only difference is they all lived in the same apartment and we're poorer and uglier. Right? Like <laughs> there's there's uh, 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 just an element of of jealousy, straight out jealousy. That listen, these kids they are all gorgeous, right? And they're making five figures by by brands to do a six second video. Yeah, uh, and that's I think that that you know naturally there's a twinge of like, well, why is that? Why do they get to have youth beauty and of financial security while i'm here humping around doing this uh job at cvs mm -hmm. no you're totally right i think that that's absolutely true and a lot of and and that and that platform probably due to the way it was designed was designed to do this to, to sort of deify a few and then just have a ton trying to get to the deification and it just was kind of it was kind of gross at the end like i did not enjoy my time on vine in let's say the last year because it was just bogged down with either people ripping off each other's vines or like the, the like you said, the organic stuff just kind of stopped happening. And I don't know if it's because people gave up or if it just had run its course or if it was partly due to this stuff. But but yeah, the bottom line is he was a huge vine success and there yeah. is no denying that. And that had to be parlayed somewhere when that thing went away. Uh, well, this is from a bio or a, a, an article about Logan mm. uh, writing about his success. Logan's success comes on Vine from his charming mix of goofy physical comedy. There's one where he's doing a perfect backflip while slipping on a banana peel and plays on his PG rated memes. Uh, here, him and his uh, bunch of friends are dancing to T. Wayne's nasty freestyle with Logan's mom. His brand is safe, squeaky clean and good old American fun. It's a brand that works well with his audience of 8 million girls. How do we know they're so, girls? Because at that point, he was he his fan base was more predominantly female. OK, so and this 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 bio kind of talks a little bit about how he wants to break out of that. Mm. Logan is we read again from this uh, from this article. Logan is uh, absolutely convinced that his boy next door image is one of the things holding him back from major stardom. Quote, the comedy you see me doing is like the clean stuff. But hey, sorry, I do like the dirty stuff as well. I want to be in R-rated movies. It's time for me to grow up and expand my brand of comedy because the dirty stuff is the fun stuff. That's the stuff that gets me in the college uh, with people laughing. Some of my vines, the young girls love them, but college students watch them and be like, yo, this is dumb. <laughs> Can I say something about that paragraph? 
Yeah. Yo, this is dumb. That's it. That's all I wanted to say. Is that all you have to say? Yeah, because I think uh, that that's a pro. I think that's an appropriate critique of that shitty paragraph. That paragraph. Well, sucks. also, uh, this is him preparing in this uh, in this bio to uh, be at a talent showcase where he is going to sing a song called "Stank Dick." Great. That's great. Stank Dick. Finally, Stank somebody. Dick. Finally, that can be heard and 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 brought. Whatever. I'm not. Listen. The guy's got to do whatever he wants to do. I have no problem with any of that. That just read like the most shitty uh, transparent crappy high school shit is what that i mean again this is a dude uh, he's probably i think maybe a year out of dropping out of college at this point uh it probably was about two years ago so he's probably 20 years old if not 19 Mm -hmm. uh uh, so this is this is a 19 to 20 year old kid saying that it doesn't sound exactly unlike a 19 or 20 year old kid no it sounds right it may be some of this is just me you know skipping generations and hearing it weird i i can admit that Let's take a pause on Logan Paul for a second okay. to bring the picture out a little bit further into YouTube prank culture, because this is where ultimately Logan finds more success. He mm. wants to be edgier. He wants to be uh, into more of the young male demographic and not necessarily the young female demographic. So instead of doing the I'm going to be a hunky kid doing a backflip and pretending to save a cat in traffic that's very young girl safe he moves into the youtube prank culture so let's look at that in general if you look for uh, if you search for prank on youtube this is i think even a couple of years ago it yields about 3 uh, sorry 33 million 300 results 300,000 results the most popular of which has over 10 110 million views despite being only the 51st most popular creator on YouTube. Uh, Paul's monetizations of his videos bring him anywhere between a staggering $3,000 to $50,000 per video. Mm-hmm. YouTube prank culture is massive. There are huge, huge uh, accounts that literally only focus on pranks. Almost every major YouTube vlog uh, at some point has prank videos as a part of their programming now this has proven to be a fairly aggressive medium meaning that the best and most viral are those that push the edges as far as they can and this has resulted in some crossing the line most notably scott are you familiar with sam pepper uh vaguely i remember some big controversy about it but i don't think i looked all that deep into what happened sam pepper is one of these prank guys he is a uk youtube star and celebrity but his uh, including collaborations with logan paul were maybe a little bit too aggressively sexual uh one of them was lassoing girls to pick them up so he would just throw a lasso over women on the street to pull them toward him as a pickup uh, uh, measure. Mm. Uh, his other was a fake hand butt pinch prank mm. where he would have a fake hand and then sneak his real hand out of the bottom of his hoodie so he could pinch women on the ass. LOL. LOL. Mm. A real hoot. Uh, By the way, uh, currently sitting at 2.3 million subscribers on YouTube. I don't know if that means it went down, if it went up. Uh, his most uh, visible one was a. 60 seconds that will change the way you think. 8 million views. No idea what that is, but it looks like it's pranky. I don't know. Anyway, 
Uh, well, Sam Pepper wound up getting into a lot of trouble because uh, there were repeated women who came out and said that he had sexually assaulted them. And one of them that said that he tried to pick her up when she was 15. Mm. He faced uh, uh, the music on that. Uh, uh, I, I think he's still doing stuff now, but he went he to jail, right? Wasn't there jail time involved or something? Yeah, here, here's a uh, video of him that? talking about it. Uh, a little sit down, a video where I talk about me going to jail. I hope you enjoy it. Don't forget to check out my bracelet company. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I don't think that part was supposed to be funny, but it makes me laugh. I went to jail. But yo, don't forget, check out my sweet bracelets. Peace exactly. out. Exactly. But by the way, yeah, uh, uh, sampepper.com slash merch. Uh, <laughs> and then, of course, there's Daddy05. Are you familiar with Daddy05? No, never heard of Daddy05. Who's that? Daddy 05 was a family that wherein the mom and dad used to prank their kids. Yeah. This uh, uh, drew a lot of attention because some of the pranks involved them gaslighting one of their kids that he had like spilled ink on the floor and the parents yelling, screaming at the kids, using profanity, uh, uh, making them cry. Uh, it eventually led to two of the kids being taken away from them by the state of Maryland. Whoa, really? Yes. How did I miss that? That's okay. All right. That feels like something I should have heard about. This is a guy, though, with 216,000 followers. I mean, that's a lot. It's more than I've got. But I I, I expected, oh, this will be millions. It's not millions. It's, but why? why eh, whatever. I mean, we're actually going to get to this conversation. There's some of the part of what I want to talk about is anybody with any followership can do something super dumb on Facebook or su super dumb on YouTube and, and overnight become, you know, a giant viral freak out. Yeah. And that's so maybe I, these my, guys. my point here is not to say that these are all pranks or we need to look at them as good natured, but rather that the prank culture on YouTube by its very nature, and, and let's even take YouTube out of it. Prank culture in general is an escalating concept that for us to go from candid camera to jackass there is an escalation yeah. right it, it goes from oops that's not your pie like i bet you the missus is going to be upset with you <laughs> to can you shove this entire uh uh th th this entire action uh figure up your butt and go to the proctologist <laughs> yeah no you're right but then in that case, it was a single show and behind the scenes, people are signing waivers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Again, I'm not saying that jackass is this, but like that, that there is an undeniable escalation to what we find funny in terms of pranks. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But now it's in the hands of everybody's. Well, literally, it's in everybody's pocket. Yes. I could pull out my phone right now and play some prank on you. I don't know what it would be, but. You know, I could if I wanted to, and I could document the whole thing, and it may go somewhere, or it may not. But now anybody with anything can prank anybody. And so, isn't that the core of the issue here? <laughs> well, yeah, I think it certainly does add to uh, uh, the, the recklessness of the escalation. But let's focus on back on Logan Paul. Here's right. what happens. Okay. During a trip to Japan, Logan Paul makes, I believe, four videos, the last of which is him going to what is known colloquially in Japan as the suicide forest. Japan has a very high suicide rate. Yeah. For, uh, uh, to, to, to quote the statistics, Japan's uh, suicide rate is uh, 25.8 uh, 
out of 100,000. Compare that to the United States, which is 13.26 out of 100,000, and the United Kingdom, which is 11.8 out of 100,000. Right. So it is nearly double, if not exactly double, the suicide rate of the United States in Japan. Yeah. So it's it is it is high and, and this uh, uh uh okigara forest which is at the base of mount fuji ha- uh, saw 247 suicide attempts with 54 fatal attempts in 2010 mm. this is a very popular place in japan to commit suicide this and one of the uh, jr rail lines i think the chuo line in Japan is something a place where people commit suicide a lot. So much so that the Chuo line uh, has barriers where you have to jump over the barrier. You can't just you know, lean yourself into uh, the train on that line specifically. Right. Uh, Paul released, uh, oh, sorry, two videos in Japan prior to this one, including him disrupting a shrine. Uh, uh, by the way, New Year's Eve and the following four days are uh, holy, uh, popular times to visit shrines in japan he did it in in traditional dress and he was a general kind of idiot he was fighting with his friends in the streets wielding a fish and an octopus tentacle and throwing pokeballs at pedestrians (laughs) shop owners and police he's such a a dick he's such a dick that is dickish man throwing pokeballs if not uh uh, certainly hashtag problematic if not Yeah, we at uh, least that. <laughs> but it is the suicide forest video that brings him the most trouble. To describe the video, he is going into the forest. Well, first he has a preamble saying, hey, look, this is going to involve stuff that you have never seen before, but makes it kind of a, hey, look, this is traumatizing. Yeah. But this is a moment in YouTube history, which I believe he even uses. If, if, it, if it's not that... Uh, literally, it is it is that uh, in that spirit. In his, is- in his judgment, he had some really rarefied footage, and he was going to blow everybody's mind with it. He didn't yes. he didn't see it for these are people who took their own lives. These are serious. These are people's loved ones. These are all of those things. He didn't see any of it. He wasn't thinking of that. All he thought was, "Whoa, dude, you're not going to believe what you're about to see here." I feel like I got to do the mandatory. Hey, you're about to see some hard stuff, but. Now that we're past that, check it out. Look what we got. Yeah. Like, that's the attitude that I got off of that. And I want to They put find, my- along with a guide in this forest, a dead body yeah. hanging. Yeah. Uh, they call the police, but the video itself is, if not lighthearted, certainly, I mean, his, his claim is that, look, that they were traumatized and they were dealing with it with humor, which is understandable, but... In the way that it's edited, it, it it seems as if they are, are are maybe not taking it with the kind of gravity that other people would do. Yeah. Of course, the other biggest problem with it is that it got put on YouTube and he's <laughs> filming a dead body, which, by the way, uh, is impossible for them to give its consent on the most basic level, if not the ghoulish horror of recording a video and saying, oh, my God, this needs to go up. Yeah. Now it was demonetized. Right. So uh, at the very least, he was not making uh, immediate money on that. Although one could make the cynical argument, which you could be forgiven for, since this is such a cynical situation, that he demonetized it so it would stay up and not be pulled. 
yeah also yeah garnering more attention therefore garnering additional uh subscriptions which did happen his subs went up um also let me tell you something if i'm a goofball and i just spent the last two weeks throwing pokeballs at people for no reason because i think it's funny uh and i'm a giant dick if i go into a forest and i see this I don't go, oh, keep rolling. We got to figure out a way to make this content. I say, holy shit, you guys turn the cameras off. This is bad. Now, I, I've never once in my life sat in a chair and went, you know, what is the dividing line between me and Logan Paul? Yeah. That's it. That's it right there. I understand the pranky. That's funny. I get, I watch Jackass every week when it aired on TV and I've seen the movies multiple times. I like Jackass. I like a good prank. I think that stuff's okay. I don't like mean spirited stuff, but whatever. In this particular case, the second they saw that, and I think they knew, went there fishing for this. Why else would you go to that forest? It's famous for this. Uh, I Can I go? Can I, can yes. I put on my tinfoil hat? Yes. And go one step further? Yes. I think they were led to it. I oh. think that that they I think that that this was something that they knew was there and they acted like they stumbled upon it. So you so you think somebody was like, oh, there's a body there now. Go now. And get the get your footage. And then they did that instead of they didn't just stumble upon this. You're saying uh, maybe it's the the. You're not reality getting... television uh, 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 element of me, but I don't know how much of that stuff happens randomly. I tend to agree. So uh, specifically when you look at how many of those suicides happened in that forest, which, listen, it's a lot. Right. Yeah. But it's not you're stumbling over it. Yeah, you're, not, you're tripping over corpses if you, if you throw a rock through the forest. Right. Yeah. Like uh, it's it's. I don't know. That to me is not something that I feel like could be totally written off. I completely now, Paul agree. Paul does apologize once in a uh, written form on Twitter, pulls the video, and then uploads another video in which he is, uh, uh, you know, certainly seems to be more chastened uh, and has, as of now, and Scott, you can, uh, at least when I did the research, uh, check now, but that is the last video that he has done. And he was, was at a fairly steady two or three videos a week kind of clip before that yeah that video is currently the apology video is currently at, at uh 38.9 million views um he is i'm just double checking here um it's funny his 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 uh you know when you put a, a video up for new visitors or anybody who's coming for the first time or whatever and it's like kind of your it's like your trailer for life or whatever yeah He's still got the Logan Paul. Why 2017 was the best year of my life up there. So uh, even the apology is not up there. I don't well, know. I'll tell means. you what. You know, at least he can remember the good times before <laughs> 2018 happened. <laughs> That's true. But it does look like the the most recent video is still that one. He posted it a week ago, right after the real life Pokemon stuff. Uh, and the one that's been removed obviously is not there anymore. But yeah, you're right. Nothing since then. And this is somebody who's used to putting up multiple videos, in some cases per day, definitely multiple videos per week. Um, yeah. Anyway. So, I mean, because what's uh, he going to do? Suddenly go, okay, guys. Hey, wouldn't it be funny if I went and uh, blew uh, a snot rocket on the face of an old lady at the park? Let's find out. Like, he's not going to do that immediately. He's never going to do that. In fact, I'm, I'll be shocked if it's, I'll bet it's a while. Don't you think? 
No, I mean, I think it's in maybe a, a couple of weeks. Listen, he's got a business to run and he probably has employees like, you know, yeah. at, at a certain point, if he's not posting videos, he's not making money. Sure. So, but but what? OK, yeah, no, that's true. But I get and I guess I guess the business could just become here's some videos and all the comments are rude and everyone hates us. But they're still watching, which means they're monetized, which means we make money, which is just now it's our business now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. See, that bums me uh, well, out. Well, when 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 Xander found out that we were writing, uh, we were doing this video, uh, uh, he wrote in. I'm sure that I won't be the first person to say this, but Logan and Jake Paul and all their dumbass friends are just this generation's version of jackass. Kids these days uh, mark out for cringe humor a lot more than slapstick and physical comedy. It's just a sign of the times. Could you imagine what kind of crazy stuff we would have seen from the jackass crew if they rose to fame in the age of Twitch, Vine, Instagram, Snapchat, and YouTube? Probably a lot less dick and butt pranks because people want their videos to stay monetized, but they would constantly push the limits of where the of what the platforms allow. When I was in junior high, I would go out and do dumbass pranks with my friends, uh, like all the guys on Jackass and CKY, because we were stupid kids and we got into that into mostly harmless trouble. Look. Yeah. I will say for the record, huge fan of Jackass. I bought the fucking not for uh, uh, not for TV Steve O DVDs where he stapled <laughs> his balls to his leg. Uh, uh, it was uh, uh, certainly an element of my of of my growing up. But you want to know what? We want to hear from you guys. Yep. Questions: Is this about prank culture? Even if the answer is banishment to Siberia, uh, Siberia, what should the culture punishment be? For Logan Paul, how long should uh, uh, we be saying, look, you're an awful person for doing this? And isn't this video just as racist as it is insensitive? Some of the topics that we could talk about or we can talk about whatever you want. Go ahead and reach out to us. 801-285-9395 or email unfriendmeshow at gmail.com and we will read your reactions on the episode yeah. next week but the phone lines are open now they're open now so call now i want to hear your calls 801-285-9395 uh while we wait for a first call um i want to i want to discuss the first issue isn't this really just about prank culture okay here's what i think i think that and again listeners your job is to call in and tell me i'm wrong but it isn't so much that this has never existed. It's always existed. Uh, when I was in junior high, we didn't have the internet. But what we had was a telephone. And what did we do? We pranked people on that thing constantly. Or we pranked our parents. Or we pranked our friends' parents. Or sometimes our parents would be involved. My my uh, sister took a kid out on a date. This is one of the best things ever. Wendy, my sister, the, <laughs> the professional psychologist, was out on a yeah. date and had worked out previously with my dad where they were going to be in route to wherever they were headed, she was going to fake a, she was driving, she was going to fake a problem with the car and have to pull over to the side and look and see what was going on, like an engine trouble or something. He was supposed to dress up in dark clothes and a hood and a face cover thing, so you couldn't tell who he was. And while this kid is out, like, looking at the car, trying to help her figure out what's going on, his job was to run up, grab him, uh, wrestle him into the back of the trunk, shut the trunk, and have Wendy drive off in that thing. Now, this happened. Like, this actually yeah. happened. Now, yeah. I, I don't know if this had been, you know, in the YouTube generation, this could have been grounds for lawsuits. It could have been all kinds of things. But they did it because it was like an April Fool's thing. They were out on April Fool's weekend. Blah, 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 blah. My sister really liked April Fool's and always still does. Still pranks me every year. Um, 
but but think of that like that is a hardcore thing to have my dad do on behalf of my yeah. sister who wants to just get back at this this boy or whatever so all this is is now we're in the internet times and everybody can do it and it can all be seen within two or three clicks uh before i finish that thought let's go to this call hi you're on the air hey guys it's ian i'm sci-fi hey man what's up what's up not too much not too much justin welcome back to this side of the of the world yeah happy yeah. to be here <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, this, I, I feel like this this Logan Paul thing uh, is a lot more than just uh, a YouTube problem. Um, I don't know if anybody actually knows what limits and like sensitivity is anymore, because everybody's always trying to outdo the next person, mm. uh, especially when it, especially when it comes to YouTube and when it comes to streaming and all that jazz. Like, I mean, I'm sure you guys remember that TwitchCon where uh, every single person was trying to stream every single person even without their permission yeah. uh, just because they wanted to get views and they wanted to be that guy who was streaming from like the cool party or whatever right um and it got to the point where you know people were just like dude i, I just want to drink and have a good time i don't want to be on your freaking channel yeah like, give it, it a rest. what it's doing is I, I think i agree with this what it's doing is it's forcing us to figure out what those boundaries are because yeah, previous to now it's sort of like well all right uh, a couple of kids prank called a, a, an old lady. You kind of have that in a containment field. You know, when it happened, yeah, who did yeah. it? And it's not like a thing. But now you have everybody, every kid in the world going, oh, I love YouTube and I love this Logan Paul kid. And oh my gosh, I want to do pranks like this. And then you had that also with Jackass. But again, in the Jackass thing, you had some, there was like a, a containment field around that. It was a much broader one than just a kid prank calling an old lady, but it got a little bigger. Now it's like infinite and we have to ask or start to ask, maybe uh what is what are what's the new containment field border like where is it if justin's trying to enjoy a drink in a bar someplace this would totally be role reversal but let's say you're trying to quietly <laughs> have a drink justin and i come yeah. up and i go uh and i poke you in the face and i say do you get it on film okay run or whatever dumb prank it is i don't think that i think that's a line crossed like, you didn't sign a waiver. You didn't know about this beforehand. You didn't know about it afterhand and then consent to sign the waiver. Like, none of those jackass controls are in place. Now you're in full-on Wild West territory. You shouldn't, I don't think, as a citizen, have to go, well, this is the new normal. This is my new reality. I'm going to have to just accept the fact that anybody can come up and grab my penis and run away. <laughs> right. You know? Not, not that I grabbed yeah. your penis, but is that is no, that kind of where you're coming from? Uh, imagine the views if you did. <laughs> oh God! Yeah, this no, should be that, huge. That's, what, that's where I'm coming from. Um, I feel like doxing is definitely a symptom of that as well, considering the fact that uh, there are people who who uh, have absolutely no problem whatsoever with calling the freaking FBI on streamers just to watch them get doxxed and i mean you know we've seen what's happened with that over the past couple of uh, months and years yeah. and how much worse it's gotten and and even with the logan paul thing like cultural appropriation like you know with all this with all the stuff that's been going on about how you know like um, americans still don't seem to understand other cultures this is not going to make things any easier or better yeah <laughs> no know, for, for that for that stigma i've always said yeah, I mean, like, Logan Paul going over there and being a complete idiot is not reflective of my understanding of Japanese culture or anyone else's, but this is all we're going to get of these loud, obnoxious examples of it. And I guess I'm not so much concerned about how it makes people look as I am about how it makes them 
how it affects their their personal freedoms. Like this guy, the guy that got swatted. I think you were out of town, Justin. That happened while you were out of town, also. The swatting. Oh, no, there was. It, it was a consequence of a swatting that somebody innocent wound up dying. Dying, yeah. And I can't remember if that was while you were in Japan or not, but uh, it was. Yeah, yeah it, it was. was. Okay, it was over the holidays. But they, like that. That's the primo example. This kid in L.A. just thought that was freaking funny. And he got his revenge and ha, ha, ha. And then, you know, obviously that's already a line. It's illegal to do that. But then there's all these questions about, well, are, are police uh, trained to even handle a situation like this? They're they're trained to handle an emergency and they're told there's one happening there and there's real lives at stake. And so they go rushing over there and somebody pulls a trigger by accident or has a freak out. And now you're like, OK, well, maybe we need to readdress that. Like all the rules, all the rules get changed. And and my whole beef with this is that everybody's going to have to either accept the fact that we live in this <laughs> apocalyptic anybody can get you know poked anytime, or we have to put down laws. Is that something that you have to do? You know, with federal government stepping in, is it just will we eventually suss this out to the point that maturity will win out and we'll understand that no, it's not cool to do this? Like I don't know, man. Like it's actually really frustrating this topic to me. I don't know how you well, I, I, let, 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 let's draw a little bit of a circle before we, you know, uh, totally tie a, a, a noose around our own culture and, and hang ourselves for our own pleasure. Uh, <laughs> like, I think that there is a difference between, you know, where we are with like pranks on the Internet versus uh, a swatting or, or doxing maybe being like a middle ground b b between those two. So right. uh, uh, I don't think that it's necessarily just all of our societal ills boiling up into one ugly pustule and, and, and we all now have to deal with it. There's a part of it to me, which is growing pains. I mean, look, YouTube's only been around since 2005. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, we, we might think that that's, you know, forever, but this is an infantile way of, of dealing with each other. And we are obviously still in our culture trying to wrestle with stuff like this. Uh, there, there was a lot of it where, Things feel very small, but now the magnification can be so large that Logan Paul can. I'm sure what Logan Paul was thinking was literally just, hey, I, I got to make some funny videos and, and uh, people love it when I'm horsing around in other countries. Uh, so let me just do this. And, yeah, I probably am pushing some boundaries, but who cares? It's really just for me and my friends. And obviously I got a large audience, but it's not gigantic. I'm not on ABC. I'm not I'm not on. I'm not this isn't a movie that I'm putting out. It's for my YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. And now all of a sudden it's international news. It's literally an international incident. Right. This is a good point. It's, uh, I mean, as somebody who <laughs> I knew this would come up again, but as somebody who has been uh, who found himself <laughs> not intentionally doing it, but doxing somebody turned out to be a fake number. But anyway, uh, on this very channel about a year and a half ago. Yeah. Uh, and took a month off or was was banished for a month as a result. Uh, at the time, I've said before, and I'll say it again, I felt very justified in what I was doing. Somebody called the show yeah. uh, on, you know, using this phone number that I pay for and on the air for when we're trying to have this thing with our listeners. And they came on and just dropped N-bombs for 30 seconds before I could hang up on them. So yeah. I, in my head, was like, well, that's not cool. You've come in and done this thing to this thing that I like and that people are listening to and don't expect to be treated this way. Therefore, I only have one recourse. Your phone number is when you call, it's right there. I see it. So I'm going to call. 
I'm going to call you back. You know what? Better yet, I'm going to have a listener call you back and basically make you feel bad for calling us and saying those things. What was I doing? Well, I was doxing his number, but I didn't see yeah. it that way. And no. I, I truly don't believe, and some of this comes with age and time and whatever. <laughs> then again, it was a year and a half ago for me. But, but in Logan Paul's case, I don't think he really thought that what he was doing or what he was about to post on there was going to be this and this kind of no. reaction. Oh, he, sweet Lord. No, clear, no, no clearly not. Cause this hasn't yeah. done anything for his, his image. Like I say, his last thing he's put up there is that apology. I believe his apology. I think he is devastated by this. doesn't mean his judgment wasn't shit. And it was, I mean, he's, look, his, his subs have gone up, but uh, I think his, uh, a landing spot as a, a marketing destination has gone down. But the one thing that has happened in, in this culture is that brands have become a lot more conscious of their image and not being associated with it. And I think that there's go it's going to be a little bit before somebody says, yo, yeah, no, like tide is going to be like, yeah, no, that's great. We need to sponsor a Logan Paul video just so they can get, you know, 14 uh, think pieces about how, <laughs> Tide is trying to clean away the stain of Logan Paul, right? <laughs> right. That's a uh, good let, one. Let, let's go to a, a great thing here in our Twitch chat. Stephen Rivers writes, Logan Paul is 22 years old. Yeah. He was born into a world in which the internet was ubiquitous. He grew up during the age of so social media where followers and likes are how you're judged. This isn't his fault. It's societies at large. Instead of jumping all over each other to condemn him, someone needs to put an arm around this kid and get his head straight. All right, I, I kind of agree with some of that sentiment, but I'm not going to just relieve him of all responsibility. That's that's a mistake. Um, it, it, there, he's still a autonomous human being who can make decisions for himself uh, with some basic understanding of decency. Uh, he may have an inflated idea of what he can get away with given the kind of money he's made from his notoriety and everything else. But I am not about to let him be completely let off the hook that way. That that is dangerous, even more dangerous. I do agree, though, that looking at "quote unquote" society and saying, "All right, what is it about this that that made this happen for him?" I think Justin just described it. It's this weird artificial magnification. It's not artificial; it's real. Like we just have this ability now to see what Logan Paul was doing in the 1980s. Logan Paul's existed and they probably existed in that forest and they probably got video of a dead guy and they shared it with three or four of their friends and it was notorious at his high school, but it ended there. Yeah. They, I'm, I don't mean the exact situation. Obviously it's going to be different, but I'm telling you that stuff happened and it happens today. So, so to me, all we're talking about, the only difference here is availability and that that point of mag magnification you said hi you're on the air who's this hi hi guys um um this is uh desiree i'm uh rainbow bright in the uh, chat hello and i hello, hello? <laughs> hi no we just mean hello, hello like welcome to the show oh okay um <laughs> i have to agree with uh scott in regards to you know no one he he didn't take the time to just kind of step back and be like you know what Maybe this isn't such a good idea. Yeah. And, and you know, no one's taking accountability anymore. I'm so nervous. No one's taking accountability anymore. And it's just, come on, you know, I don't feel, you know, it's not society. Right. You know, they, you got you to gotta take some responsibility. Well, you have to. I mean, I think you have to take responsibility because otherwise what are we saying? I mean, can anybody just do any dumb thing and then say, oh, society made me do it. It's because of the Internet. 
Like that's <laughs> that is some seriously dangerous stuff to walk. And I'm not trying to throw our our Twitch chatter under the bus on this at all because I understand their main point. But, yeah. yeah. But but Logan Paul should answer for Logan Paul and for Logan Paul's people. And if you listen to his apology, and a lot of people just straight up condemn him and haven't listened to the apology, I would recommend and encourage people listen to that apology. I mm-hmm. I personally can't speak for everybody. Sense real regret, uh, and and, uh, and sadness from this guy. Yeah. Not just that you, you could say, oh, it's just because he got caught. Well, sometimes getting caught is what is it makes you face what you've done. Like for yeah. example, my stupid thing with the kid on the phone. In my mind, I was 100% justified all the way through the end of that episode and a whole day later. I wasn't even thinking about it. Not a second right. thought to that thing until Twitch came to me and said, hey, this has been reported. These are the rules. We heard the audio and we understand why you did it. I mean, they understood and they were like, dude, we don't like that either. But this particular thing you did is against the rules. And I went, oh, my gosh, I didn't even think of it this way. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So so, so he has been given that opportunity he has then uh, 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 apologized for it. And now we, as let's go back to that big machine called society, I think it's our job to then look at that and go, okay, now what? Do we just continue to say, ah, look at you, you guilty piece of shit, and kick him to the curb constantly? <laughs> or do you let yeah. the kid try to do do right by this? Now, I don't know what that is. I'm not here to well, all right, prescribe listen, let, let's Let's be real here. Yeah. 90% of us, either had never heard of him and aren't subscribed to his channel. So uh, 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 already we've, we've condemned him. We will leave him. He will do whatever else he does. And, and unless he uh, ascends to some higher rung of fame in which uh, a lot of people who are listening to this pay attention to, they will never think about him again. He, yeah. he is, he is catering to a certain demographic and, and he will, he will continue to pass what he's done here. Uh, right. The, the that's idea, right. Mm-hmm that he was led down a primrose path of a society that is too into likes to me is, is a little, uh, it is, it is a good explainer. It is never an excuse. Right. Right. Uh, I think that like, certainly did he think, Holy shit, we're going to have an edgy video with this, uh, uh, with this the dead person in the Japanese forest thing. A hundred percent. That's why he did it. That's why it was edited the way it was. That's why it was presented where the corpse is in the thumbnail. Yeah. Did, did, did the drive for success clout his vision enough to put a corpse in a thumbnail? <laughs> yes. <laughs> However, uh, I think, look, the, the, the ugly but necessary part of all these situations is that we are in real time deciding what the rules are with these tools. Yeah. They didn't come with instructions. We are figuring them out as we go. And as more people pay attention to them, we are having to incorporate more and more opinions into it. We have to hit the walls on social media to know where they are. Uh, We have to hit the walls in new media to know where they are. I think there should be consequences for hitting the walls, which is what we are getting now. But I, I unfortunately think that this is puberty for us. This is us in the same way that we, this is us as a society. We are privileged to be a part of society at a moment where we are making consequential decisions about what the future of how we interact with each other should be. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's an amazing and terrible time to be alive. I completely agree. Here's the only, here's the, the stitch in that fabric that concerns me and, and 
you know, maybe we can end on this because we're almost out of time. Here's here's my thinking. It's all well and good when a society has some new thing to deal with and then they figure out ways to deal with it. And they bump their heads against a lot of stuff and they try to figure it out. Be that the invention of the printing press or uh, television or radio or any other major thing that really changed the trajectory of people. And nothing is more defined as such than the Internet without any question from anybody that I know would ever say otherwise about that. The Internet is the biggest challenge and change. For good, for ill, for whatever, it's the biggest. So that's great and all. But one of the things we love about the internet and one of the reasons the internet has become a thing we can all produce content for or share things with or connect with our friends over is because it's relatively unregulated. The reason I can go shit and damn it and other words on this show is because there's nobody controlling what I say. And the fear is if enough 18-year-old pranksters push against stuff too hard or push those boundaries too hard... What does that lead to? And, and so my apocalyptic ending that I don't want is governmental control, don't care which government it is, of the internet and how I can interact with it. That's why this feels different to me. Because in the past it was like, well, they controlled TV and they controlled radio anyway. Like I could only hear what they said I could hear. And, and it, was all, it was also very few things I could hear. It was two, three networks and that stuff was all scrubbed for content and then bam, there's the thing I got. Same with TV, uh, although that's a little bit different now. But the internet has made it possible for us, no matter who we are, what we are, what we're saying, to be heard. And it's made it possible also for me to not hear what I don't want, for me to yeah. avoid the things I don't. I want that equilibrium to stay. I want the the Logan Pauls of the world to, to be able to do stupid shit and face the choir for it. And I also want to be the guy who can avoid that stuff if I don't want it. If... If this gets regulated to the point that, you know, that I worry that it might one day because we're still trying to figure this out. Well, I guess we just have to have the government come in and put a bunch of new laws in place. That concerns me because then all that stuff gets squished. It sounds conspiratorial, but it's the one case where I think it's justified. Justin, what do you uh, think? Dude, the founding of the MPAA is something that I think about a lot. Yeah. Because that was a film industry that worked very hard to set up and oftentimes to draconian uh, uh, self-policing arm because the other side of it was the government regulating movies. Right. And I think that American movies and American movie culture is what it is in large part because it was able to operate outside of a structure where a senator could grandstand and be an asshole about something. Right. Uh, so I, I agree with you in the idea that, look, we it should be for our moral fiber that we regulate this kind of stuff, that right. we that we express outrage when we are outraged and we punish the best way that we can things that we think are inappropriate. But I just want to let you all know, we're we'll probably live our entire lives in chaos around this kind of stuff as the platforms continue to shift and change. Yeah. This is not something that is going to go away. We're not solving it, but we are learning. And every time we learn, we get closer to the fuller piece of the puzzle. Yeah. So just hope that uh, during that learning process, something draconian doesn't sweep in and say, fine, we'll take care of it. Cause then 
at least for a while, will be screwed yeah. pretty so, hard. So, for example, Stephen Rivers has, has pointed out, you know, like, hey, look, so it's one screw-up and that's it? Well, we have to know what one screw-up and you're done looks like. <laughs> so, like, is this it? Who knows? Who knows what, what Logan Paul's career is going to be after this? It's certainly an ugly chapter for him. Well, but yeah. at some point, we're going to figure out what one and done looks like. And if this isn't it, it's certainly given the blueprint for, okay, well, does somebody have to do something to the corpse and put yeah. it up on YouTube before we're like, yeah, no, never again. You're never allowed on this platform. Plus, I feel like this stuff's happening every other day. Everyone's very quick to forget all that PewDiePie stuff that happened some months ago. And uh, while it wasn't exactly the same as finding a body in a forest and exploiting it, it was still pretty rough. And I, I, did, know, I did love PewDiePie being like, man, that guy screwed up. It's just like, yeah, him. Yeah. Man, that guy over there. You know, I don't know what. Like, she's <laughs> way worse than, I don't know, off the top of my head, saying the N-word on a stream a couple times. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, that's way worse than that. Yeah. The only thing that's. PewDiePie.com slash merch. Yeah. Like, it, it's happening every day. So there is no one and done. I don't think that that genie's well out of the bottle. Um it, it where it becomes it's it's not so much that it'll be incremental uh, control or or draconian uh, you know rule making it will be on and off that's how i think it'll be it'll be like yeah. those iranian uh, protesters the government just turns off the internet Boop, it's off and that is what you don't want ever anywhere so it, part of me's like um logan paul you're an idiot and then move on Part of me is like, be careful, everybody. If you just harp on him all day long, somebody at the FCC is going to go, well, now let's look into this a little bit and see what else we could. Like, we don't want them doing that. Like, we want to be able that to self regulate By the way, that fight's coming. It is, it fight, is coming, you know, and I'm miserable about it. Coming. Yeah, I don't, I'm not happy about that. So, <laughs> like always, this show has got us talking and thinking. We're not here to solve it, but we want your feedback. Send your emails to unfriend me show at gmail.com during the week and let us know what you're thinking we'll be back monday with a brand new show what is our next show what are we doing do we uh, know tuesday tuesday, tuesday that's what i meant tuesday show. sorry life is weird uh you want to know what we don't know but uh if you have suggestions then go ahead and hit us up uh at justin r young and at scott johnson yeah on twitter uh we'll hopefully get that up pretty soon because we, we we want to we want to uh move into more of a uh, uh you know letting you guys know at the end of the last show so you guys can send in your, your, your yeah. thoughts. On and we have these lists, you know, and it's different things on there. And there's some, we haven't touched yet. Everything from millennials to who's allowed to say the N word to, you know, <laughs> separating art from the artist, which is super interesting to me. So there's a lot of stuff. Oh, do you want to do that one? That, that, that's a good one. I, I sure I could totally do All that. Right, let's do that. Can let's Kevin, that. can you this? see, no, no. Here, here's the example. Can I see, can I watch Kevin Spacey movies and still f separate uh, his fine work in those? From the fact that he's a freaking assaulting douchebag in real life. Yep. Uh, and, and add to that list uh, uh, Woody Allen, Roman Polanski, mm. and so many. So more. many more. About, and the rest. <laughs> what, what about what about politically? People that you disagree with their politics. Does that affect uh, how you enjoy their work? Uh, we will talk all about separating the art from the artist on next week's show that's a good one i like that one a lot all right uh so that's coming up next week that'll be tuesday normal time it's up on the calendar if you just go to frogpants.tv you'll find the calendar there uh i think that's gonna do it for us thanks everybody for listening it's great to be back uh just mm. i'm so happy you're home and, and well and safe and all those things i uh, hope you had a great time in asia 
I did. Yeah, I bet you did. And uh, for the rest of you listening, make sure you check us out next week. Bring your calls. Bring your thoughts. We'll be ready here for you. It's going to do it for us, for me, for Justin, for all of you. We'll see you next time. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>